Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hey guys, and welcome back to Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And this week's episode is a year in review. This week's episode is brought to you by Barcast Audio. Whether you're a 1L prepping for your first final season, which most of you guys already had those, so for next final season, or a 3L looking to get a head start on bar prep, Barcast Audio has you covered. Their podcast-like audio lessons are the perfect option for busy law students, allowing you to review while you're commuting, folding laundry, showering, working out, literally doing anything. Barcast Audio's flashcards, essay attack sheets, and one-of-a-kind essay workshops are the secret weapon you need to crush your next big exam. Barcast Audio has some really fun stuff coming out for the new year, so you guys have to stay tuned. 3Ls, this offer is specifically for you. And basically anyone who plans on taking the bar in 2021, Barcast Audio has a special offer for you, 10% off the MBE pack, which includes access to audio lessons, essay workshops, the attack sheets that are to die for. You just have to use promo code LWLS at checkout at barcastaudio.com. So it's been a minute since Haley and I have talked like in person because we're obviously not together. If you haven't noticed, we're on Zoom. So sorry if you know you hear a dog barking or like a little kid crying. That's probably my little brother. Um, (laughs) But really, so I saw on all of your stories, Haley, like you were literally running around the courthouse like crazy. So like, give me the lowdown. Like, what did you do? Who did you see? What were your highlights? Tell me it all. So I got to watch four, five different proceedings, I guess you could say. I don't really know if we can call them trials, all of them, because some things happened. But uh, the first day I watched a civil trial, the end of it, the closing arguments, jury instructions. It was just crazy interesting to see how one, a trial could go all in one day. It was a civil trial. So that was like interesting, right? Because it was the jurors wanted to stay and finish it. They didn't want to come back the next day, you know? So I thought that that was interesting. So I know that you interned at the DA's office and you did a lot of criminal stuff. So you, I don't, is this the first time you were like seeing civil stuff in court? Yeah, it definitely was. And did it pique your interest more than criminal? Um, okay, so interesting that you asked that because 
on the second day, I went and I watched the sexual assault case. And it was probably two and a half hours in. And it was like really heavy. Like seriously, you have to be very quiet and you have to pay attention Right. So there's not much else to focus on other than like the facts of the case. And they were just really heavy facts. So given that, I thought, wow, like, I don't know if I could do this all the time. Right. Um, There were some other cases that were a little different, like carjacking distribution, you know, intent to distribute. Right. Mm. Like with that being said, that trial that morning, the two and a half hours in, it was a mistrial. Why? Why was it a mistrial? I know you shared on the podcast, I mean, on the Instagram, but for anyone who didn't see it. So basically they were talking, I don't know how much detail I should go into. Okay. So sorry. I feel like I have to pick and choose like what I say just because of like the nature of the case. And I definitely know it will be back in court. You know what I'm saying? Um, So there is this guy who sexually assaulted these people and one of the victims was one of the first witnesses on the stand and he was asked a question. And whenever he tried to answer the question, it was already like, Oh my gosh, it was very deep though. Like this, this witness and like, it went through prosecutor, then defense. And then it was on back to the prosecutor. It was almost done. He was almost good Mm -hmm. to get to leave. You know, I didn't even think about like how it's so important, like to train your witness. That's why in civil cases, they train your witness because money's on the line. Mm -hmm. Criminal law, prosecutors the state has to put on evidence i don't really think that the state one should be putting their witnesses you know like getting them to go but Mm -hmm. also at the same point like there's evidence rules that we learned right that you have to abide by so given that the guy said something that you just can't take back. And I'm pretty sure it had to do with character evidence and your criminal record and things of that nature that once the jury hears that, there's no going back. Because then they're prejudiced. Correct. And so they're like, "Mm, mistrial. Exactly. Because it just means that this guy who is a really bad guy who needs to go to jail, we need to do this the correct way so that appeals and like it's over and done. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gosh. I mean, it happens, doesn't it? I mean, it probably happens way more than we think. Yeah. But it's interesting. What surprised you most about, like, the attorneys? I know you said it was, like, acting. Well, in the civil case, I definitely felt more like that. Okay, so basically the case was, like, about... (laughs) Like a fender bender. Mm -hmm. Literally, like, they rear-ended somebody. Somebody, a guy was driving. it literally went to court. Yeah, all the way. And... Come to find out, they were offered a large sum of money, way more than what they got from the jury. The plaintiff was offered that, and they turned it down to go to court, go to trial, go to not even to court <laughs> though, because like obviously court, you know, the beginning of the process, but mm-hmm. to go all the way to jury trial, you could like do a bench trial, you know. There's so many options, but like, no. Why do you think they chose that path? Because they wanted to leave it to the jury. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to, we'd have to ask like, the, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you say one thing and then it happens and you say a completely different story, you know? I feel like though, if you like actually went like every single day to go watch court, like you would see the silliest stuff. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's okay. So given the schedule and holidays, right? This is the one week of trial, jury trials. We should say jury trials. There are a few things that were ready. There were a lot on the docket on Monday, but the idea is that not everybody goes to trial, meaning that 
it's continued. So finding, you know, I talked about a way to find trials, right? Is when you look at that docket on a Monday of a trial week, first you have to go know where your courthouse is, <laughs> go figure out when jury trials are. You can literally probably ask the uh, person like downstairs, like the security officer, like, was this week jury trial week or last week? And they'll probably be able to answer you because it's like that many people have to be facilitated through the Mm -hmm. courthouse, right? And yeah, then you some weeks are good. And this week, since December is kind of a short month with the holidays, right? This was the only time. So there were plenty going, as they say. So are they going to... It was just this week? Yeah. Because I saw something on um, Girl Attorney saying (laughs) that like the 21st or something that there was like an order... And then like only emergency stuff could be in the court. But I think that was COVID related, right? I mean, I think that it's also, yeah, like only emergency things, like no trials or anything, basically is what I think that's meaning. Kind of like, yeah, whenever we only had hearings and things during the summer. So when's the next trial week? I'm not exactly sure. I think, you know, all my calendars end in December in front of me and I'm like, oh this is terrible. I'm like ready to get my new calendars. (laughs) They're always on my Christmas list. But I would say probably the first or second week of January is when they will start back up, right? Oh, well, look at that. I'll be in Oklahoma. So we can definitely go watch one or two. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go. Whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So, if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. Yes, and I, you know, had multiple people reach out and say that they'd like to see them. And I'd love to facilitate. And basically, whenever I say facilitate, I just mean text someone who is up there that would know, okay, there are trials going this week. And you would know maybe the courtrooms that they're in because the district attorneys are prosecuting and then there's other people on the other side. I also watched a DUI case, mm-hmm. which was very interesting. And um, instead of money being involved, right, it's someone's literal life 
And it was like his second offense. He was a 60-year-old guy, had a few other felonies, but they gave him the minimum sentence. So, and it's probably 85% crime, meaning that you only serve a portion of it. Mm -hmm. So live on to fight another day. People do have to pay their penance for criminal acts, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, they didn't give him five like they were at the they prosecutor was asking for when she did her closing argument that's just, please consider at five and go up from there oh god <laughs> go up from there i know it's Cheesy. like oh anyways it was very interesting to watch and like in the reference to acting uh you can tell who were good litigators and who could really like command an audience mm-hmm. of people who have no freaking idea what you're talking about. And just, they use expressions and do things like baking a cake or just things that everyone knows how to do and relate it back to the legal system and how the jurors are involved and why there are like safety guards in place Mm -hmm. to protect people and their liberties, you know? (laughs) You're like, here's a sum up of constitutional law and your individual rights to a trial. (laughs) Like to explain it to people that like have no inkling of what, I mean, most of the time have no inkling of what is going on legally speaking, you know? Yeah. And now they've been called here for jury duty and they're like, the last place they want to be there is there. (laughs) Right. So except for the people that are like, I can't wait to get jury duty. like go in there like so excited because they've seen like law and order. Like, I definitely know there's people like that. Oh, for sure. And I've seen them. But then you get a mistrial in like two days and you're just like, wow. I got so hyped up and it just crashed right in front of me. And it's like, yeah, maybe you should go to law school. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you got so hyped about that, you clearly enjoy something. I mean, that is literally like um, one of our guests, Susan Curtis. I mean, she was on the jury and then she was like, ooh, well. Exactly. And then that led to her entire legal career. Yes. And she's very successful. So very I guess successful. a plug, go listen to Susan Curtis's um, episode. We'll have it linked below. So Samantha, what have you been up to? How was your week? Well, <laughs> busy. Basically, I'm working at a company that I worked at before I came to law school. And this time around, they're like, oh, well, you're the law student. So take care of anything legal wise now. This even means like me calling up like internet companies to like try to get them out of their contract. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, oh gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then like talking to the attorney that they like their counsel that they have um, retained and kind of collaborating with him. Uh, my main project has been a series of demand letters requesting a lot of money from customers. These are companies, right? Companies that have purchased product from the company that I'm working at and, you know, not paying for up to, I mean, there was one that I was like, you guys have not paid in well in excess of 600 days when the, you know, terms of the contract says net 30. Jeez. So along with this, I mean, I I thought it was going to be super, you know, simple to just like, oh yeah, just like tell me who I need to send it to. But little do I know, like there's invoices I have to look up and like calculating like money that I have to do and like statements and POs and shipments and all this kind of stuff that goes into the facts of the letter. And that's what takes the longest time is to like dig through files and files and Excel worksheets and documents on the shared drive and getting all of that. So now I get why it's like 
time consuming and it hurts your eyeballs. <laughs> and why they wanted you to do it. <laughs> and, yes, and why they delegate it to me. Because of course the attorney's like, yeah, just send, send over the letters when they're done. And I'm like, oh, it'll be a piece of cake. And then like four hours later, I'm like one letter in. I'm like, oh God, like this is taking way longer than it's supposed to. And then um, my boss sent me another like list. And he was like, actually, um, here you go, five more. And so those were way more simple um, I was told to, you know, keep my tone to be a little nicer. Cause I guess I was a little, I mean, for the first few letters, I had to be pretty harsh. I was pulling out statutes and being like civil theft, <laughs> you know, get it back. Like, you know, because there was a lot of money on the line for the smaller amounts of money. I'm told to be like a little nicer and more understanding. So that's another thing, you know, you never yeah. really think in law, like, I'm, I I always feel like you need to be harsh and like, tell them how it is and get your way. But sometimes you need to be a little nice because, you know, COVID is a thing. And that's a huge reason why some people can't pay for things right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, um, busy, um, interesting and, you know, it's, it's given me a little glimpse. It's not a huge glimpse because it's not like I'm like at a firm or anything, you know, but it's given me a tiny little glimpse of what it could be like to work in, a more transactional setting. That's very cool. Transactional. Oh, who would have thought? <laughs> right? I mean, it takes me back to our last episode when she's like, transactional versus litigator. That's what you have to tell them, you know? And it's like, what does that even mean? And it's nice that you get to be semi-exposed to what that's like. What more could you ask for over a break? Just a little exactly. legal exposure. That's all we're begging for. Exactly. Even if it's, you Clearly. know, <laughs> hurting your eyeball. Okay. Another side note, you know how I've been telling you I need to like get blue light glasses and okay. how I need to like go to the eye doctor. Yeah. So as soon as I got to Savannah, I called up my eye doctor and I was like, Hey, like I really need an appointment. Like I've been waiting for months to come back to this doctor to get my eyes done. And they're like, oops, we don't have any appointments till March. No. So like now I'm SOL with like my glasses situation, which is just. So dang. Well, we'll work on uh, getting you a new appointment. Maybe you can find another person in your network or. Yeah. We'll look in Oklahoma since I'll be there maybe, Yeah. Maybe in Oklahoma too. Right. I need to get my eyes checked as well. Well, we can go together. <sighs> Yeah, you don't realize that your eye doctor gets very booked out. I'm sure if I tried to call my hometown eye doctor right now, they would be like, yes, you can also wait till March. And I bet also a lot of people are probably going to the eye doctor because they're working from home and they're on their computers like 15 times more than usual. And like that definitely takes a toll on your eyes. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I know I have to wear blue light glasses (laughs) very regularly and my regular glasses are blue light glasses. So you looked out there. I, I added that lens to the package, right? <laughs> I know that's <laughs> definitely what I'm going to do. Yeah, because you, I mean, I wear my contacts as well, and that's why I have this other pair. And, um, but I, I need my prescription updated, like you're saying, for the regular classes. Mine was literally like three years old. I didn't even realize like prescriptions only lasted for a certain amount of time. I just never had thought about it. And that's, you know, Probably why it's good I'm not in the medical slash all mm. of that. PSA, prescriptions do have 
a time frame. Also, you think of like an eye prescription. I guess that that's why you probably. But medications do expire. PSA. Which I guess another PSA, if you're about to go to law school in the fall, go get your eyes checked before you go. Because guess what? You might not get an appointment. And then I'm telling you, so many people we know got had to get glasses or like their prescriptions upped once they got to law school because your eyeballs are just like screeching for help <laughs> so much. And they're like, help me, please. Exactly. So guys... We figured that it would be a great idea to kind of do like a year in review, kind of like, you know, your Spotify wrapped, but like <laughs> LWLS version, you know? Exactly. And, you know, we've built, and it's just crazy to think about like all of the people we've been talking to, have talked to, like, the, it's just insane. I never thought a you know a year ago that we, I mean, a year ago, we were still debating on whether we were going to actually do this, you know? And um, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, a year ago, we were getting ready to take our civil procedure exam. We weren't even thinking about this. I mean, this is just like, this was what I like to compare to a vision board. A brand on Pinterest that's pink and beautiful and shiny and Elwoods. Like, in my mind, like, that was my happy place of civil procedure, like, you know? Um, Samantha's exactly right. We hadn't even, like, we talked slightly, but... Mostly about how there was a lack of resources and there was a lack of community for law students. And there were some communities, but it was all doom and gloom. We didn't like that. So we are really excited about the community that we have built and just the amount of you guys that have found our tips helpful and have also just been able to get through this crazy time period. Yeah. I mean, you guys, I know like a lot of you guys message us and you're like, you know, like you inspired me to go to law school and we love getting messages like that. But seriously, every time that we get a message, like it, it only inspires us to like work harder and like, you know, it, it sometimes literally scares me to think like, oh my gosh, like if I don't pass my classes, I'm going to let everybody down, you know? But you see, you guys seriously motivate us and you like make a, not only do you, do we remind you that you can do it, but you guys also remind us that we can do it. And I think that's super important. And that's why I think it's such an important community, you know, like, I don't want it to be like, you guys are like just listeners. Like I genuinely feel like some of you are like our friends, you know? So. Of course. Friends, older sisters, little sisters, cousins. A family, right? For real, though. <laughs> I love it. So tell them our stats, okay. Samantha. So let's get in the breakdown. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be our 48th episode, but so that we've almost done 50, which is crazy. Like, what? we've been doing this every single week for 48 weeks. Wow. So that's already insane. Um, we've been listened to in 90 countries. 2,590 cities and our biggest audiences. So this is like where the, the, like a big amount of you guys come from Dallas, Chicago, Atlanta, and Los Angeles. You guys are like LWS stands. So shout out to you guys. And um, I guess let's give them a rundown of like our five most popular episodes. Yeah. So we have interviewed quite a few people, over 10 guests, 
And five of our most popular episodes include some of those guests, of course, right? So the 1L class breakdown, the ladies' biggest Q&A ever is one of the tops. Cracking the code on law school exams with Elizabeth Freeman is another big episode. So make sure and listen to that one. Juggling law school and life, the Cali award-worthy con law tips, right? I feel like everyone's like, con law. I know they see Cali and they're like, let me listen to that one. Yeah, right. It also, we talked about self-doubt in that episode, which I think is a huge one, guys, because just like Samantha just said, you know, you get nervous even about passing school. Like, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to be fine, but it's scary, right? One of our earliest episodes that you guys loved was Valentine's Day special, Law School Dating Myths Debunked. That was episode five. That's crazy. That was so early. I think we should definitely, well, I'm sure we will do an updated Valentine's Day special. I guess just make it the yearly thing. Yeah, I love that. Give give everyone our our dating tips. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> what little we have, right? Yeah. Um, and the last but simply not least episode that you guys loved this past year was the highs and lows of our 1L year. Oh, gosh, right? I think that that one, um, we we're probably pretty vulnerable. That year, that year, like I say, like it's so <laughs> far away. I put it in the back of my memory, right? 1L is a tough one. So if you are thinking about going to law school and you're interested... Um, maybe you're an undergrad, maybe you're working, listen to that one and, you know, get a taste of what it feels like to come out of one of the most grueling times in law school. And honestly, it makes you who you're going to be as a lawyer. So it's worth it in the end, but you know, if you want to get a little taste. Yeah. And, you know, I honestly haven't listened back to a lot of our older episodes because I'm mortified about like, how he sounded you know like (laughs) I refuse to listen to the first episode again because I'm like oh my gosh we had no idea what we were doing like who knows what the audio sounds like like the editing like all of that um but that's also one of our most popular the first three episodes are like the mac daddies of them all and I'm guessing it's because those are probably the first ones that people listen to so we'll link all of those below our top five so you guys can take a listen to those while we're on our break for these next two weeks. But I mean, I just wanted to kind of touch on, since our last one that was we just talked about was like the highs and lows of our one all year. Yeah. I kind of wanted to know what you thought are individually, right? Like your biggest challenge of 2020 that was law school related. Probably has to do with like self-discipline just given the year and how we were on zoom and everything was just so different I think you really have to hone in on your own (laughs) skills and really do what you say you're going to do when you wake up in the morning and like get after a routine and if you don't you'll be the only one that pays for it right so I think that one of my biggest challenges and things that I learned was how important that is and how some of the most successful people around me, that was their secret sauce, you know? So I hope to implement that in my life going forward. No, that's a a really good one. I I think self-discipline is just one of those things that if you know how to do that before law school and you're pretty disciplined, like things will go a lot easier to you, but it's hard. Like there's times when I don't want to do reading and I just want to watch The Bachelor, you know? It's kind of like weighing your options. Like, okay, do I just like 
read it and miss The Bachelor or like just watch The Bachelor and like read later? And you know the answer to it, you know? Of course. And even though you know what the right answer is, you still (laughs) want to go to the wrong answer. It, It never fails, right? I think for me, the biggest challenge was probably dealing with anxiety for the first time. Like actual anxiety, like panic attacks. Like I literally had a panic attack right before my con law final. And I mean, it, 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 I think it was boiling up to this point, right. Where I just, I I had never felt this way. I had felt anxious throughout one L, but I think the buildup of like the, you know, COVID happened during the spring. So we'd got credit, right? So we didn't really get a good feeling about grades then. And then summer, like summer classes are summer classes. I don't feel like they're the hardest thing in the world, but like our first sit down, like finals where we're like actually getting graded just like we were the first semester of 1L. Like, I think I was just, I think that was the biggest challenge for me. And I think mentally my, my headspace was just like not good, you know, but I know I'm not alone. I know that it's very, um, like we, we talked like on your post about anxiety on Instagram, like law school seriously can trigger anxiety more than you guys think. And even if you think, oh, I, you know, I, I don't get anxious and blah, blah, blah. Like you might be ang- like have anxiety and not even realize it because I think that's what, for me, like that was a challenge, right? Realizing that, that <laughs> that's what was going on with me. Like my mood swings and me snapping yeah. at people, like, you know, so I think that was my biggest challenge. Yeah. And I think that it just says so much that you recognize that and, you understand that this is the first time that you've had to ha- face it head on. I think that shows how strong you are in the type of personality that you have, that you can withstand hard work and grueling times so long that <laughs> it takes you to too well. And also I think that a big part of your anxiety came from that buildup that I could just even hear and sense in the way you described, you know, not having grades, we were okay, but then now what we do and people are really anxious about that. And I think a lot of people are worried that their grades will not reflect all the hard work that they put in. And I totally get that, but you know, you can only, you can only work as hard as you can. You can only put in as much as you can. And, if you truly do leave it all on the table, then you should have no regrets, right? And I mean, trust me, I have the anxiety just like, you know, the wake up in the middle of the night kind of thing or driving down the road and you're like, oh, should I have known this or said this? And I get that. Like, I have it. Samantha has it. We all have it, right? But you'll have that in your briefs. You'll have that in your things you sent to the court. You'll live your life like that. And this is just a part of that process of training yourself to become a lawyer. And I just really can't hype on that enough. I'm so glad that we've built this podcast full of great advice for you guys, but also a community where you can go when you do have questions that maybe we just haven't quite answered. Yeah. So I guess for 2021, now that, you know, 2020 is behind us and like that L Woods, what was that L Woods quote? It was like, mm, I think I just like hallucinated, like literally 
<laughs> yeah. That is what I it felt like. It felt like it came and went and now it's gone. And it's like, whew, fingers crossed that it's better this next time around, you know? Right. So what are you looking forward to in 2021? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to new adventures, whether that be intellectually, within my career, um, job-related and, you know, just growing more and more in my skill set as, as a lawyer. I'm really excited for that in 2021 because this will be basically the one year <laughs> that I still won't be a lawyer till I am a lawyer, right? Because we don't take the bar or graduate till 2022. So oh, gosh. <laughs> it's just so, I mean, honestly, like that it makes me, my stomach hurt a little um, but it makes me really excited I'm like because shaking, about it. you're growing. And I think that that anxiety that you feel, you have to channel that anxiety into showtime energy, right? And that's a process, but you have a whole year. Anyone else out there, you know, who's going through anxiety or learning and just this process of becoming a lawyer, like guys, we still have time. You know, maybe some of you guys are getting ready to take the bar. Maybe some of you guys are getting ready to take the LSAT, right? Like, we're all going through those journeys together, but different at different stages. So you can look back on your friends and your family of the legal community that have taken the LSAT and you're like, I know how you feel, but you got this. Mm -hmm. And some people feel anxiety for the first time in that room. Right. In that situation, taking that test. Test anxiety. It's a thing. Well, and that's just when they have a panic attack for the first time. Right. Um, you go to law school, you take your first set of law school exams. Maybe you have, maybe that's the first time you experience panic attack. Guys, I know people who have gone through this exact situation that I'm describing at each point. I can think of people in my mind. Mm -hmm. So it is very common. You know, the second set of law school exams, even though they were online, I know people who had experience anxiety for their first time and even going back to you my friend and this time you're experiencing it and it just comes and it rears its ugly head and we have to con confront it and it mm. just oh god it's not easy no and now that I'm thinking you know 2022 I mean if 2020 went by that fast and you know it was a full year of law school for us so it's our second Full year of law school and I can only yeah. imagine like because 2L and 3 like the first semester of 3L like things start winding down a little bit like you're not taking I mean you're taking hard classes I mean all law school classes are hard but yeah. you have more opportunity for experience so I think that's going to be really exciting for all of us because we're going to have more time. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we don't have Friday classes next semester. They haven't told us yet, but it would be really nice because I think a lot of people would appreciate having that Friday to intern places since yes. a lot of people didn't get to intern last summer because of COVID, you know? Yeah, or last semester because of our condensed schedule. Exactly. For sure. So what are we as a podcast in Ladies Who Law School looking forward to in 2021, Santa? Oh my gosh. So much. I mean, we already have stuff planned, but we can't like tell you guys yet because you know <laughs> it's a secret and you'll find out like first week of January. So we'll keep some stuff a secret, but we have a lot of guests that we want. We want to start reaching out to 
neat, like really niche lawyers in different fields because the more that you guys know about all these different kinds of law, I mean, there's law, I mean, there's um, areas of law that Haley and I probably still don't know about, you know? So I think we would love to have um, some really interesting areas of law. Lawyers come speak. And I think there's just a lot more we can talk about and ha- maybe have like some LSAT coaches. Cause to be honest, guys, like, I didn't make a 180 on the LSAT and I don't feel <laughs> comfortable like giving you guys great LSAT advice because I don't feel like I like killed the LSAT necessarily, you know? And we could potentially even have our last guest on to talk about the LSAT. I know Angela made a really good score and we have other coaches out there that we can have on and talk about it if you guys are interested in hearing more about LSAT stuff. So let us know. You know where to find us. Also, question, and we'll post some polls these next two weeks that we're on our break because if you guys think that we're not going to be active on Instagram, like you're mistaken. We will be very active on Instagram. We love Instagram, so... Well, we will not be disappearing from there. So I'm thinking (laughs) we like post a bunch of polls on what you guys want, but I guess this is a little preview. So now that you know, because you're listening to the podcast, you can look forward to it on our stories. So I think that maybe we could have like a faculty member from admissions or something from our school kind of talk about the admissions process and go through that or maybe have like one of our um, like academic achievement faculty to kind of talk about, you know, ways uh, to be successful in law school firsthand because they're obviously faculty for that reason. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. We have a lot of really insightful content planned for you guys and just ideas. And we always appreciate whenever you guys let us know what you're thinking about too. I'm really excited for the new year. I'm excited for the community to keep growing. Um, I don't know about you, Samantha, but this brings me a lot of joy and I really, um, have enjoyed the year with all of you so much. I know. Like, I wish you guys could just know how, you know, we, we screenshot some of your DMs and like send them to each other and we're like, oh my God, like crying face emoji. Like, this is so sweet. Like we just love it. And, um, you know, you guys really have grown it yourselves. You know, it's not just us, like you sharing our content and all of that, like you've helped build the community the most. Um, So yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. And I mean, this year was a really big year for legal women. We lost one of the biggest legal icons, I would say to date. RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And shortly after that, a female was appointed to the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. And shortly after that, a woman of color, Black and Asian descent, was elected into one of the highest offices. So a year in review for women and legal women at the highest level of our country is huge. And it all starts literally with you guys like 
taking the LSAT, like you could be that next legal woman who's like vice president. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're listening to this podcast, I really hope that what you're taking away from it is like that if you really wanted to be a lawyer, um, you can do it. It might take time. It might take you like three years to get the LSAT score that you want. But if you really want to do it, like you can do it. And like, we've seen it firsthand. Like when you put your mind to it, I mean, it is so possible, guys. Seriously. Of all levels, I mean, whether you're trying to make a 150 or trying to make a 170, you can do it. And know that you can get into law school with many scores of that below and in between. So like Samantha said, it's just start taking the LSAT's the first step. Yeah. And like, it doesn't matter if you're a mom right? We've, we've debunked that. Like, yeah, that shouldn't be a deterrent. If you're older, that shouldn't be a deterrent. If like, literally there is no deterrent. I promise you, like whatever your situation is, like it can work. And if you have questions specifically about your situation, like feel free to DM us. Yeah. Cause we, cause we'll tell you it's possible. Yeah. We'd love to debunk it. Right. And have someone on here and figure out a way to help you go to law school too. Right. Yeah. Cause that would be freaking awesome. What if we had a scholarship one day? Maybe that should be our goal. That'd be cool too. Oh, that'd be really cool to like, oh, okay. I don't want to talk about one more and give our ideas away because I have a ding, ding, ding. Idea. Yeah. (laughs) That's a light bulb. Love it. Okay, guys. So like Samantha said, when we are on our break these next two weeks, first off, have a great and happy holidays. Secondly, you can find us on Instagram and our DMs. You can find us there. Always willing to chat about basically anything. (laughs) I mean, I'm willing to even hop on a phone call. So you guys just let us know and we will be sharing our usual content. Please let us know the ideas that y'all want to listen for in the new year, because we're going to be planning content within these next few weeks. And for those of you asking, the day in the lives will start back up when school starts. So they'll probably be like the second week of January. And if you've signed up, we will get to you. We just, you know, we send them out like every month. We'll send out like four people to do it. Um, So that's kind of how we do it. So don't think we've forgotten about you. We promise like if you signed up, you're on there. I promise. And join our Facebook group. It's, um, I posted about it like a week ago. Um, and a lot of you hadn't joined and now there's like over 500 members. So yeah, that's it. And people are talking about like LSAT applications, even like dietary stuff, like how to, how to fit. Like, I know, no one girl was like, I I need to eat gluten-free and dairy-free. Like, what are you guys' tips? Because, like, I'm a busy student. And, like, so many people had great um, stuff to talk about, like Trader Joe's Instagrams, like, um, recipe Instagrams. Like, I didn't even know, like, that was a thing. Wow. That's awesome. See, and we learn about stuff, and everyone else gets to learn from it, too. I think that's just one of the best benefits of this platform and being able to build a community off of Instagram and Facebook and the whole social media bit. It's very awesome. So yeah, just like Samantha said, don't forget to join the Facebook group because there's all kinds of good combos going down. 
Oh, and I can only imagine like the closer it gets to school starting back up and like application season wrapping yeah. up and all that kind of stuff. Like it's going to be super busy. So yeah, join that. And then you can also follow our personal Instagrams if you want to reach out. I know like Haley gets reached out for certain things and I know people who have been interested or have gone to UGA have like reached out to me. And so if you guys have specific questions for individually, like feel free to reach out. We will definitely get back to you on that. All right, guys. Also, last thing, we will have new merch coming in the new year. Um, I don't know exact dates yet, but, you know, we always like to drop it on you guys when something special happens. So maybe, you know, first day of January or something. We'll see. I don't know. That's just like a number I'm throwing out there. (laughs) (laughs) New year, new merch. Exactly. Stay tuned. It's going to be some exciting stuff. Um, with our content and exciting giveaways and sponsors in the new year. So stay tuned. We're excited and we'll talk to you guys soon. Be safe, wear your mask. Don't give a lot of people hugs. Don't go to bars, please. So you can go to school in January and have a happy holidays and, you know, tell people you love them. Yes. All right. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye guys.